This call is being recorded. What's up, everybody? This is Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Um, still a crazy week. Still trying to make sense of everything that went on on Sunday. Then in the midst of all that, trying to get hyped back up for the Super Bowl with my Niners playing the Chiefs. Uh, hopefully things will, will work out on this Sunday, so I'll be happy. Um, joining me to, on tonight's show... Here's little brother Jace. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, hopefully the week uh, picks up a little bit, but you know, I think we're gonna have some fun on the podcast. So it, hopefully it'll bring a little levity to your week, and we can uh, put some smiles on faces. All right, so ready to podcast. And Jay King, you have the interesting you know because you're always traveling all over doing all kinds of things you are a nationwide man of the world you are <laughs> calling in tonight from los angeles california and when i saw that when i heard that i was like oh gosh that has to be the worst place to be right now but you said that is actually not the case so hit me up Well. First thing is, hello, y'all, man, and um, Jace, Jeff, you know, once again, we're at this, and this is, like I said, it's always a highlight. Um, it's always great to, to, do, to do this with you guys and, and, and share our thoughts with the world and those, the, the, the world that's listening to us. <laughs> but the reason I say that from, from out here in L.A., man, is that it's rare in your lifetime that you get to experience uh, a, 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 a blessing within a tragedy, not 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 even a blessing, but something that brings people together within tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that in 9-11 because mm-hmm. the days after 9-11, I don't think you could have went to any point in this country and not felt a, a, just an American connection to each other, you know? Black, white, red, green, no matter where you stood, we were Americans, you know, and that's something we desperately need today. But what I've been seeing since I went, since we've been here, my wife, my daughter, and I, since Sunday, Sunday afternoon of all things, you know, when we touched down, we, we yeah. Um, dude, what we've seen, what we've heard is L.A. celebrating its son. What we've seen is people of all walks of life, all cultures, just coming together to celebrate the life of not just Kobe, but his daughter. What we've seen is people putting aside all the BS, all the things that separate us, whether it's our race, our cultures, our politics, our our orientations, our, our beliefs, whatever. If you were a basketball fan or not, in this area, you knew that name, you knew what that name and that man meant to this 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 this, this city and the surrounding areas. He's being celebrated by people of all walks of life. He's being celebrated by so many people, and it's not just because he was an athlete. It's not just because he was a celebrated athlete. You know, that's the biggest part, of course. But what I've heard more times than not is the impacts that he had around the communities here, the impact that he had in the city, how he was truly a member of this community here. And no matter how you may feel about him or his past indiscretions, whatever, which to me is, is bull because it's only come out in the last 
couple of days because, you know, now he's dead. Somebody's got to look at these angles because that's what we do. We're ugly as a society. Somebody's always got to be the ugly one. But ignoring that and, and, and recognizing the, 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 the joy that this guy brought to so many people, you know, with his exploits on the court and, 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 and the things he did off the court that really went widely unreported because no matter what people think of Kobe, that's what he, that's kind of what he wanted. He didn't want his, his, his off the court charity to be highlighted. You know, he, he, he respected the game. He respected that. He, he kind of left that to the side from what I've, I've come to understand the last few days, talking to people around here and, and seeing what he did, like in the community for, for Thanksgiving drives, for folks who, who, who suffered, you know, tragedies in their own life, paying for funerals, paying for people to get, be put in hotels during, during like when they were put out from fires or whatever else, you know, the case may be. That lets you know the character of a person and it's a life, he, not just him, but his daughter and everybody who, who passed away, you know, life's worth celebrating. But the reason why every, you know, so many people are so affected and so touched and, and, and emotional behind his death and the passing of his daughter is because he touched a lot of lives. He really did touch a lot of lives. You have to be here to observe that, to see that. And like I said, it, the sadness, the overwhelming sadness behind it, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for his wife, his family, his, his other children. I'm, I'm so sad for them. But at the same time, you know, this, this what, what this man meant to this city and what he did for this city and what he meant to the people and what he did for the people here, it, 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 it definitely brings a smile to your face and it, it's like the, the the bells of heaven ringing ringing them home man it really brings it all together it's like it, it as sad as it is it you you can't help but feel like man this this this, this guy was really i didn't know i didn't know what he meant until you until you're here you don't know what somebody means until you see it and I, i'm seeing it and it's a beautiful thing it really is a beautiful thing yeah, I've um, listened in on and watched probably way too much social media, different people commenting on how extraordinary a person he was beyond basketball. And just like, good grief. You know, we, we normally just see these guys from, oh, man, he's such a great scorer. Or, wow, he's a great defender, et cetera. And, but when you hear all the other things, it's like, wow, that's cool. That's a... Yeah. way to do something beyond look at me I'm so great I'm chasing Jordan whatever I mean it's like yeah you understand that there's more to it than what can I get out of this and you know mama mentality etc I can do more things than just play basketball really great and and you know that's been that's been the biggest takeaway um like I was talking to somebody at Altair Bar uh Monday night and um He's had the unique opportunity to sit next to him at a, at a movie. You know, he's talking mm-hmm. about that. This is a guy that works at the, um, um, I don't want to name his name, but he, he works for, um, God, what is the guy's name? Um, God, what, what, what's the guy that does the late show now that Conan's off the uh, NBC? Uh, Seth Meyers. Oh, okay. Oh, Seth yeah. Meyers. Okay. Yeah. So he had the unique opportunity to sit next to him during the premiere of a movie. I don't know what I was drinking, you know, <laughs> but we we talked about that. And he said, you know, this guy has, he had the innate, he said, the thing I, you know, I, watching him for all the years that I, he had been in LA, he said, 
and, and actually coming in close contact with him and trying to book him on the show at the same time. Mm-hmm. He said, the thing that stood out the most to me was the ability that he had the ability to make you feel like you two were the only ones in a room full of people. One, two, an amazing storyteller. And I said, you know, it's funny because of course I never got that close to even engage or say hello. Right. Mm -hmm. But my experience with that, I told him was, Hey, I play NBA 2k. Right. (laughs) And, um, the last two, maybe, I think the last two NBA 2K video games, or three 2K uh, video games, featured Kobe as a guest commentator, right? When mm-hmm. you're playing the season, you're playing during the course of a season, right? Ah, okay. Yeah. And what Tony Romo means to football commentating, <laughs> yeah, Kobe could have meant to NBA because... He's such an engaging storyteller. He was such, I, it was such a treat to hear him on there. Not just because it's Kobe, it's because of the conversational tone and the conversational narrative, narrative approach. That he, you just wanted to hear him talk. Mm. Not because it's Kobe, because he was good at it. You know, mm-hmm. he was, how many people you know have a, tw- a 20 year NBA career as one of the most decorated athletes? in their sport and of a generation and across sports, across the spectrum of sports, then, you know, they, they, they finished their NBA career to, Hey, I want to, I want an Oscar. <laughs> How did they go ahead and you do know, that? Hey, yeah. Well, someone go ahead and do that. Um, I'm going to create a series, probably one of the best, uh, 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 off the network other than Peyton's places. Mm-hmm. Kobe's details was probably the best content ESPN had produced mm-hmm. or was producing. If you had, if you haven't, if it's still up because I haven't had the heart to check, um, do so. If you can catch an episode of Kobe's details, especially the Lamar Jackson uh, versus the Bengals game, the, the five touchdown, four touchdown game Lamar Jackson had this past season, you have to check that out because one of the reasons. I was so one of the, the reasons I was so I'm so devastated about it is I wanted the Kobe second act. Of course, you've heard all about what he had playing, you know, what what his second act could have been. Kobe, I guess that's something to be said about being and growing up for what it's worth. He did grow up in Los Angeles for what it's worth, folks. He spent twenty some years there, right? Mm-hmm. And there's got to be something said about that. You're a storyteller on and off the court now, and he really was. He he. He he blended that. It, it, I, I I don't have the words. I'm sorry, I'm not as articulate as I could and should be, but it's something to be said about having that kind of life, that kind of career, on and off a basketball court. It's like when you watch Mike Mike, uh, Mike Tyson tell stories at, on Undefeated, his story, mm-hmm. right? Mike Tyson's a hell of a storyteller because the life he led, inside and outside of his field of uh, his profession. Kobe Bryant, same thing. Nothing changed. But what I love the most about Kobe is that he had the full command of, of being able to express himself. And also, he was very expressive. He had so much to say and a very intelligent guy. And that translated in so many ways. You know, it, it translated to whether you're talking about the 2K commentary in, in a video game. In a video game, he's drawing you in. 
And I'm not just saying that because he's dead. I always felt like that. I always felt like that when I, from the first time I heard him, I said, man, you got to hear, I'm telling guys who play 2K, you got to play a season just to hear Kobe do the commentary. It's, it's fantastic. Right? <laughs> I may have to, because my thing with these, the 2K games is I don't, I don't keep up with them. Like I'm, I don't have 2K20. I don't care. I don't need the Lakers with Davis. I can just trade. <laughs> I don't need their, I don't need them to do that. I'll just spend the time or download somebody's updated roster. For me, I love playing with the classic teams. And, yeah. you know, I'm a Lakers guy. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like using, you know, I, I, I did a podcast a couple of days ago, right? So I did, Jason and I, we played Lakers versus Celtics. That was our introduction basically to, hey, here's basketball. It's cool. My dad wasn't into it, mm-hmm. so we weren't really into it either. And then we started playing the games like, oh, shoot, I like the Lakers. And it wasn't because they were the best team on the game. It was just. I liked them. They were cool. And I know the magic guy from uh, commercials. And as much fun as it is to play with the Showtime Lakers, mm-hmm. basically, I will, if I'm picking one team to go against anybody else, I'm using that Kobe Shaq squad from 2000. Because it's just like the best two-man squad I've ever seen. With apologies to Stockton Malone, Pippen Jordan, um, Whoever, whatever other duos you want to throw up there, but Penny and Shaq, yeah, Peyton yeah. And, you know Peyton, yeah. And Kemp, Peyton you know? Kemp, yeah, all, all those, all those squads. But man, and you're talking about the most dominant force in the league with dominant. the the yeah. out the apex predator at the young apex predator at shooting guard, right? Come and on, you know, yeah, man, it's just like good grief, because Shaq was a force and Kobe a was force. like, oh my gosh, this dude has the he has whatever it is that all the other this guy could be the next Jordan black yeah he's like oh yeah. wait he literally could be oh shoot he's got three titles already yeah. oh man and and yeah. you know I, I'm still blown pissed off annoyed maybe this time to actually do it with 2021 that they mm-hmm. don't have that Kobe squad with Powell Bynum um Odom. Oh, they're, they're on the newest ones. They're on the new one, or you have to create them? Because, yeah. no, dude, they're, they're, I, every time I look, dude. really? Because, man, they're, they're, they're like a 93 Sun squad. I'm like, come on, man. Why don't we have dude, this? Dude, this, the last here? two NBA 2Ks have teams like the 93 Suns, the 94, uh, or the 91. Uh, the 93 Suns with Barclays? Yeah, with Barkley, yeah, with Barkley, KJ, Dan Marley, Oliver, what, uh, yeah, all of it. What what version of this game are you playing? NBA 2K. Or what system, man? PS4. This is interesting because I I no, dude, they're got there. 2K19. This sounds are not they're, right. they're not on yours. Yeah, they're on mine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you got the downloaded roster or you got the hookup with the Barkley well, license I, on. Um, well, no, I um. You know, you, I don't think that has any bearing, but if you have an online account, you know, these are teams that you, you, oh, you yeah, you'll have on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to get them from somebody who created the roster. Yeah, yeah. I have a version of them. I just don't have the, the actual pictures of that squad, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like dudes composite versions of Lamar and all that. It's fine, but it's like, man, okay. I don't know how yeah, you don't fine, have that it's not the squad. Same. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not the same when it's created by the programmers. Yeah, but, um, it's yeah, stupid, man, but they, it's they, like they yeah. definitely have it. All right, they I'm gonna have to have give that roster of those things. I'm gonna have to give it a shot then. All right, Jace, yeah. uh, you have a unique take because you and I would always kind of have these debates because 
as a Bulls fan, you were like, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. And I'm like, yo, but Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. So what was your, your thoughts on all this? Um, okay. So I, my thought is as much as everybody talks about, like, and this is why I was always like, hey, the only true, you know, the, the next Jordan is Kobe. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, it's, again, it's, I, I watched Jordan dominate a game. You know, he, he did it all his thing. But Kobe was the one, and, and like even Scottie Pippen says, like, Scott, I mean, Kobe Bryant, like, did the Jordan playbook to a T. He, he wanted to be the best. He didn't, and this is what kind of, I always get on, like, I say that you guys, everybody talks about, you know, LeBron is the next Jordan. I'm like, no, he's not. He's the next Magic at best, but he is not Jordan. Jordan has killer instinct. You could not, and Colton, and the thing with Kobe Bryant, if there was a last second shot in the game, you couldn't pry the ball out of his hands. He literally got rid of Shaq in his prime because he wanted that last shot. Like, <laughs> There's like, no one else you wanted to take that shot. I no. mean, there was, I mean, he, he wanted worked, to take it. Yeah, he wanted to take it. He, he's like, oh, I can't, I mean, when I'm, when I'm young, I got this freakish great knees. I dunk out of everywhere. I want a dunk contest. Oh, wait, my knees start going. So I need to learn how to do this pull-up game in this. I need to actually, the reason why Jordan learned this fadeaway was because people couldn't stop it. So I need to come up with this. Basically, I see why Jordan did it. I'm going to use, utilize the things like that. And like and and I wanna, one of my best examples, like there was a in one of the finals, LeBron passed the ball to some random teammate. There would be no way in hell Kobe would be like, I'm sorry, Bill, why did you not design the play for me? Because everybody knows I'm getting the ball, and if I go around that dude, I'm going to take the ball out of his hand and then still take the shot. Like, and that and that's what like I truly appreciated about the dude. It was like mm-hmm. he was like, and I guess the other thing is like. His competitiveness truly is one of it's like I'm not one I'm not one to say I actually I mean I I would say I respect the dude but that was like one of his competitiveness and just single mindedness is like yo I want to be the best at this I think every man should literally look at it like I can't do that but that I respect like you know good I'm sorry Jason you know to chime in on that right. When I was younger, I, I felt like, oh, this guy's selfish. I I was one of those guys that loved to hate to loved to hate Kobe early on, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was a young, cocky guy. He he, I felt like he didn't he didn't pay homage to the convention and the the, the older established players and this that and the third. And it wasn't until I became older that I truly understood, and I, I really get it now. What are you in this for? Mm-hmm. No one picks up. I would like to think that no kid that gets to the NBA, no young guy that gets to the NBA, says, "You know what? If I can just be like Sadell Threat or Larry Hughes, <laughs> or you know what I mean, if I can make a Cliff Levingston like career, that would be. I just want to be on the bench for seven years. That's I'm here. I made it. I made it. I'm right. one of the few. <laughs> no. Kobe's thing was, what are you here for if you're not here to win? Mm-hmm. And you have to respect that. You have to honor that. Look, when LeBron, for example, I always felt like this. 
in the early part of our last decade, the 20, what, the teens or whatever, that's when we should have been getting the LeBron and Kobe matchups in the finals that the NBA certainly missed the mark on, right? No, no, One, no, no, uh, no, no. Remember, okay. it, there was a point where Kobe's knees were actually, I mean, like right before they actually got Paul Gasol, mm-hmm. I mean, his knees were going. He was, he was looking like he wasn't going to be there another five years. Because he had shown well, so much of a burden once he well, brought he that, that. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he but, that but that, but that, was, that but, was a young kid who was arrogant, like, "Hey, I can do it. I can score he, sixty-five points a game." He, he wanted that burden. And oh, by the way, you guys, um, sorry to cut, you know, cut um, or segue, but Michael Vick's thirty for thirty starts Thursday this week. Everybody, please check that out. Michael Vick was on the electric personalities of sports, but with Kobe, right? Yeah, granted that, that that four years from 04 to the 0809 season when Powell got there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it was a wasted time period, but it was definitely a time period where Kobe could have maximized those years by learning to coexist with another superstar player, right? 100% agree, because that was, that was a lot of time. Right. He had to get humble. That was a he lot of time. Like, you know what? He, it was a lot Smush, of time to be Smush humble. Parker's not, not Shaq. Yeah, Smush Parker ain't Shaq. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, wait, wait a Brown second. What did Shaq. I do? What did I do? But the thing about that was this, Jace. When I say the NBA botched that period of time, Dwight Howard's magic beat the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in seven games. Now, I'm not saying those Cavaliers would have avoided being swept against that Laker team in 09, but a smart uh, or at least savvy (laughs) NBA front office says there's no way in hell (laughs) Dwight Howard is going to get here before LeBron James. Listen, Again, Dwight, Kobe you, Bryant? You Are you kidding me? Dwight Howard was a young, compelling personality. Like, he was not, not LeBron he, James. But you needed to again. You need if even if you're trying to, the better way is not to build up two guys and then one guy goes down and we're screwed. Like you bring you up, think? like if you if you're in the NBA, if you even could put mm-hmm. your hand on that scale, you need to have it. So mm-hmm. if somebody weighs in on the conference finals, like you know, I think that Magic could could take this against Cleveland. Well, here's the thing, Jace. When you're building commercials three years prior to that matchup, remember the Muppet that they had? LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, LeBron, remember that? Gosh, you may not yeah. remember it. Yeah, that was in 05, 06. You were trying to make that happen then. Capitalize on it when you have the opportunity to. I don't care if during warm-ups, if we're calling fouls on LeBron, if we're calling oh, fouls against God. LeBron James during warm-ups, we're not allowing this not to happen, right? <laughs> I don't care if Chris Paul's going to make $200 million a year this, for this season. If he's going to make $200 million for this season, <laughs> if, if, if the trade for him to Los Angeles Lakers is on the table, yeah, to maximize good. this, I'm going to make it happen. I'm I don't give a good. damn what we got to do. Yeah. Like, uh, let's fix that. Uh, why? Why? Yeah, no, we you you make things happen for the benefit of the sport as a whole, even if people complain. I mean, not for nothing, we do it in our politics system all the time. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have been upset if Chris Paul would have wore a Lakers jersey for three or four seasons 
and that would have gotten the Lakers at least one more trip to the NBA Finals. And Chris no Paul's one would have been pissed off about that. I would. Yeah, in Chris Paul's prime, nobody would have been pissed off about that. To see to see the Miami Heat, LeBron, the LeBron James Heat, nobody would have been upset about that. Seriously. Yeah. So that's why I say the the, the NBA kind of missed the mark twice. If you got to cheat a little bit, hey, cheating ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying the sports these days. 100%. I would have tried to make that happen from a, not just from a viewership standpoint, from the business standpoint, hey, dude, we are going to sell jerseys, everything that we can. At jerseys, we're going to be on everything. This is going to go at least six games. We're, we're going to have some influence here because we're the league offices and, and not for nothing. We can pull the strings. We're the puppet masters. You have to make that happen. We can you make, make old envelopes so the Knicks can get Patrick Ewing. Oh yeah, come on, seriously. You can you can make it so the 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 the, the Cleveland Cavaliers get two back to back number one draft picks. You can do anything you want to do after LeBron leaves, of course. You can do anything you want to do. Anything's right? possible. All right, let me let me possible. go. More. I'm gonna fast forward here. I'm I'm really jumping ahead because I had to to do this right now in the segment. I am talking about my dummies of the week. They're plural. Um, the first are all of these social mis social, social misfits, social media misfits who are right. trying to champion this guilt of people ignoring the other seven people that died in this helicopter crash. And I'm going to say what I have to say. Maybe it's harsh and wrong, but who cares? Um, nobody knew these seven people to the extent that people knew Kobe and his daughter. Or, you know, just like, hey, I was entertained by these people. The people who know those seven people, they're grieving. It doesn't take away from their grief. But trying to act like, hey, you Laker fans, you people who enjoy basketball, you're terrible people for not acknowledging these seven people. Get so lost it's like you can't tell people hey you're a terrible person because you're not acknowledging these seven people too you don't know these seven people you never ever be able to point out these people in a picture you saw them walking down the street but if you saw kobe bryant you'd be like that's kobe bryant oh my gosh so the loss is different and it's not some well every loss matters it's it's not it's absolutely not if, if, hey Jeff, what's up? Can I jump in? Go you know for me. it. I a hundred and ninety eight percent. Look, look, look. This is why. And please, I'm, I'm giving my disclaimer because you know I work blue, and I'm going to say some things that may offend <laughs> some people. Go blue. But go blue. Here we go. Here we go. And please put. If you're going to edit my curses, please put fart sounds over the curses because I think that's really funny. Um, look at. It's a tragedy that these people lost their lives. But without Kobe Bryant, this is just another fucking helicopter crash in the hills, okay? Without Kobe and his daughter, this is just what it is. So let's not pretend. Let's not act like we're holier than thou because we're not celebrating people that we never knew. Because let's not for nothing. 20 people died within five miles of you, you fucking moron. And you don't care. You don't care. 20 people today died within five miles of you. Within your arm's length, 20 or more people died. And you don't care. 
But because it's Kobe Bryant, yes, we care. Because not for nothing, the guy only played NBA basketball since he was 18 and is widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players of all time for two in Los decades. Angeles. <laughs> for two decades. And his daughter was going to be a surefire uh, uh, legend in the game her, in, in, in her own right. So, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, you dumb bastard. Stop getting on your high horse and trying to champion a cause that nobody gives a shit about, okay? These people passed. Yes, they did pass, but they passed alongside Kobe Bryant. Not for nothing. When the big what's what's uh when when Richie Valens and, and, and I was and, just and thinking Buddy that Holly, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, you better believe a manager or a, a agent died in that plane crash and a pilot too, and nobody they gave a shit about them. Mentioned them. <laughs> they never mentioned them ever because those it's people like, had yeah. names. Yeah. These people, they, they were accomplished people in, in, in the field. They, they had a, a, the spotlight on them. It just goes hand in hand with it, dude. I'm not expecting anybody to shed tears and, 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 and have a visual outside of FedEx Field because somebody died today in a car accident on 95. Right. Or somebody today. got shot in Landover. Oh, man. Let's, let's get the news crew over yeah. here, Jim. I mean, you see that That's every day. Hey, there was a yeah, there's a teddy, there's a there's 20 teddy bears here. I guess somebody got shot or got into an accident. And it's not like I need to stop my right. life because someone got killed or died in a horrific fashion. I don't know those people. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make me heartless. Yeah. It's like, dude, you would be emotionally exhausted and drained if you shed a tear and were just devastated <laughs> after every person freaking died every day. These guys on social media suck so hard because it's like, listen, you guys need to do it this way. And it's like, you don't care either. Stop it. And Jeff, you don't exactly. And as I had to justify it to somebody on Monday, I said, look, the bottom line is this. The reason why is because I, I, I kept it a buck with this person. I said, look, I grew up with Kobe. Whether he knew me or not is irrelevant. When I was in high school, Kobe was in high school. Kobe went into the NBA when I was in high school. I watched his, I watched him be drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, only to swap hats to go to Los Angeles. <laughs> thank you for your sacrifice, Vladi. I watched his, yeah, thanks, love, thank you, Vladi. I watched that team go from. Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Elton Campbell, the Shaq, to liquidate these guys to make this. Yeah. And I was a huge Eddie George fan. Oh, gosh, Dell Harris. I was a huge Eddie Eddie Johnson. Not Eddie Johnson. Eddie George. No, that's Eddie Eddie George is a running back. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Yes. Right. Eddie Jones. Yes. There we go. So, yeah, we watched every phase. I watched every phase of Kobe's career. From that Lakers team to 2008, I'm sorry, to 1998, 1998 in New York City, when he had his boom, I'm here. I'm, a, I'm an all-star off the bench. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Right? You can freeze me out, so but I'm here. Peat. Yeah, I'm here now. There's nothing you can do about me. From the three-peat era, from the, the, the dawn of the Lakers championship, the championship years, the dynasty years when Phil got there, to the grim years, to 81-point game, to the Powell era, to the Andrew Brown and Powell era, 
to the end of that era where it was kind of Kobe trying to find his way to the dark years again, to his last redemption song years, to post-Lakers Kobe retirement, to his death. I've grown up with him. I've invested a lot in this guy, watching him play, buying tickets to watch him play. I've I've invested a lot. So yes, there is an investment there. I, you, it, it's something to be said about that. You feel like not only that with these icons, you feel like especially when they're young, you feel like this guy can't die. Okay, now my last yeah. dummy of the week because I need to. I want to move on. I want to because we can spend a whole show on this, but I don't want to do that. Um, my last dummy of the week is the Washington Post reporter who felt the need to tweet out about Kobe's 2003 uh, rape conviction. Um, she didn't write anything. There was nothing to the tweet. It was just, I'm retweeting this. Ha <laughs> ha! Check it out. Don't forget, he was on trial mm-hmm. for being a rapist, and I'm so clever. And he wasn't I'm convicted. so smart. And it was just like, listen, I always feel like Especially with this, with social media, it's like people just want to be that that dude, that chick who mm-hmm. stirs things up. And this one was just so tone deaf. Hours afterwards, she's like, "Bam! Let me retweet that out just in case everybody grieving. Never forget that he maybe raped this young innocent white girl who went up to his room at eleven o'clock at night." Also, Jeff. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me get all this out here first. I'm sorry. Then Go she ahead. goes and starts playing the victim. I'm getting death threats from people upset at what I tweeted. You had a responsibility as a reporter <laughs> to say, "Hey, Kobe's complicated." I mean, that's that's that bogus code word people use for the worst decision moment of his life. And yeah, you know, I think that's kind of kind of whack too. But it's like. Can you imagine if everyone, hours Ooh. after they died, had their worst moment, their worst moment put their up? Their worst moment. Yeah, like, oh, by the place. way, Uncle Dave used to As beat if you're on. A saint. Right, Uncle Dave used to beat up on Aunt Jemima for two months before they went to counseling, and he never put his hand on her again. Oh, oh yeah. Also, that guy, he used to curse at us for being black and then he realized he was wrong and, and made so many minutes but back in the day he used to curse us and call us the n-word can you imagine if everybody had that asterisk on their obituary gosh man all that great stuff he did but never forget once upon a time he cheated on his taxes or he slept around it's like man so Ooh. i hope when somebody mm-hmm. goes and writes this post reporter's obit, they go, and she incurred a social media firestorm for retweeting about Kobe Bryant's death. That's all I have to say. Or she <laughs> raped a dolphin. <laughs> or she raped a dolphin. However we dig into her she, sandbox. She left her puppies out in the cold. <laughs> in the I mean, I mean <laughs> hey. a hot car in July. Again, the sad, I mean, the sad thing is you what joke you? about it, but it's like, again, it's like, you know, there's some people that will find that a most egregious thing, too. It's like, you almost let a dog die. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like... Yeah. And, and, and you're, you're, like you're a horrible human My entire point was just saying that if everybody's worst thing got brought up when they died, hours after they died, how much crummier would this place be? This is already crummy, but yeah, I mean... The, the world is already a, a shit bucket. We don't need anybody contributing even more so to it. Now, look, here's the thing about that. Was Kobe convicted of rape? No, he was not. 
when you look at the circumstances behind it, and there's not really circumstances, when you look at the actual story, look, what Kobe is guilty of really in that is switching lanes without a turn signal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, not to make a funny out of that, but hey, it's what it is. He switched lanes without a turn signal. You read between the lines there. Um, and he didn't treat this girl like she wanted to be treated. She thought she was going to be the next Miss Kobe Bryant, and she wasn't. You were a, a stunt. You were a thing to do while I was here. And he did it. And not for nothing, this was a, a 23, 24, 5-year-old guy. He ain't thinking about you like that. He was just trying to get his rocks off. Not for nothing, the only thing he was guilty of was not treating her the way she wanted to be treated. Okay? Mm-hmm. So with that said, you I'm not holding, you don't hold anything against this guy for that. And not for nothing, what happened thereafter? Did did that prove that his real character, he's a son of a bitch, he's a lecherous or, 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 or lecherous character? No. It proved that he was a young, horny guy who who, who banged some girl and, 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 and they had sex that she may not have felt the best about after the fact. And especially when he kind of, and I'm going to guarantee you, I'm going to guarantee you this is what happened. He, she probably tried to be like, oh, Kobe, you, you know, um, you know, when we was probably like, look, hey, look, Slim, nah, <laughs> nah, it, it, it happens. Trust me. It could happen to you, me, or Jace, Jeff. If some desperate young chick sees you and you're her, her ticket, her meal ticket out of this hellhole that she's living. You're enough enough, and you're a rich young athlete. You are wearing a target no matter what. I can't imagine, and I'm not trying to cheapen this girl, but when you look at the circumstances of it all, you draw your best conclusions, and that's exactly what happened. And look, for those of you listening, if you feel some kind of way about what I'm saying, get at me because I'll challenge you on this. This is reality. This is what happens when you ain't got no money. When you ain't got nothing but a good job, this is what happens. How many guys are the baby daddy when I ain't their baby? Think about that. He can just take care of me. Think about that. So with that said, yeah, we ain't holding that against Kobe. You got to chill him, bro. Stop. Stop with yourself. Like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on this one point. It's like some folks were saying, like, because this actually upset because I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into too much of everything, but it's like somebody like, oh, yeah, he was such a self-admitted rapist. I, so I was like, okay, let me, let me look at what he actually said. He, he basically said, uh, I thought everything was cool. She felt some kind of way. And, I, and I'm sorry that she felt that some kind of way. That was lawyer speak. I, I paraphrased, but that was lawyer speak. His lawyer said, hey, kid, you're 25 years old, 23, 24. We can make this go away. By Hold you just... Gotta make it go away. We, we mean like, hey, it's like the DA basically has no case. And we can try and bury this woman and you get vindicated or we could go some way sideways. Let's just move on from this and go. You have the rest of your life to make far better decisions than you did that night. And damn if that dude didn't do that. It's like, I mean, like, Jace. If you want to I mean like you're looking at his like working with women's basketball, like all the stuff that the dude did, it's like and even the stuff that none of, none of us who, who weren't directly affected by the dude, he actually put his he he did beautiful things. And it's like 
him, but basically he's like, all he did was like, yeah, my lawyer said got to bury this chick because it wasn't that it was very much. It was like, and before everybody got super PC, the dudes on NBA were literally because they knew they kind of had the insight of what happened. And they were like, man, how many inches yeah. in the stitch? They knew exactly what happened. And it was like, like it was. It was like, come on, man. You, you got to show better decision than that, dude. You, you might have, like, come on. But it was not. Hey, hey, Jace, you called it right there. And what people tend to forget about this was this was right during the season, right when he was coming back from injury during a playoff run. You got to make this go away so you can just continue to live your life and play basketball. You know? I mean, it's like you were not you're for a kid. You had time to keep going back and forth to the court. Like, I mean, this wasn't the days where you would have to have wait for the vindication of the trial to say, hey, you were innocent before we actually do anything like the NFL. It's like, hey, we can make this go away. This, I mean, the DA does not have a case. It's like, but, I mean, we could drag some civil suit off for like years or just months or we can just get away with this by this statement. It's like, all right, let's move on. And, I, and, and as I say, it's like, Folks, just is like again, very much like I just said. It's like don't judge somebody by the worst day of their life, and ten minutes after they die, and it's like, and now I mean, it's like for that girl, oh, I'm getting death threats knowing I was being a provocative asshole. What happened? It's like you were being the provocative asshole. That's this is what you this is the rabbit hole you dug for yourself, and probably you're yeah, you don't get to play victim. No, and it's like and it's like they were like folks like oh why is she getting suspended by a post? It's like if I'm the post, I just fire. It's like you're useless. To yeah. me. You cannot objectively do a story that is actually useful for me. You're fired. You know. You know. Also, Severely lacking. What? Well, you know. Also, guys. Ultimately, she got what she wanted. You got what you wanted. You got the attention. You're infamous now. Congratulations. Fifteen minutes this of fame. You wanted Enjoy. ultimately. Let's go to another favorite topic of mine, social media, because it's just amazing. It's it's like if you want to hear well thought out conversations and discussions, go to Twitter, go to Facebook. You will find a plethora of them. Friends has been like all over the news lately. It's the anniversary of the show, uh, one of NBC's greatest hits. And, you know, of course, when you have people that want to celebrate something, you have another flock of people that want to tear it down. Friends is now on its let's tear it down phase. People are complaining about the show, the 25-year-old show's lack of diversity, and its curious portrayal of New York with no minorities running around at all. Um, its handling of LGBT characters, and hold on, hold on, hold on, because this, this is just the this is just the icing. The real cake now <laughs> is, you know, David Schwimmer's like, hey, listen, uh, you know, maybe the show doesn't age well. What show does? I mean, you know, whether it's a matter of crappy special effects. I mean, do, do people want to go in on Buck Rogers in the 25th century? That's not what. Our, where's his iPhone? We don't do that. But for certain shows, it's like, well, jeez, this is just terrible. Um, Archie Bunker probably doesn't age well either. Um, so David Strummer is like, yeah, it doesn't age well. And I would think that something we could do that may be cool would be to make a reboot of Friends and have an all-black and all-Asian cast, which, of course, sent black Twitter ablaze. Because, listen, Ross, Living Single came out first. Friends ripped off Living Single. 
now. Living Single came out a year before Friends. NBC was like, hey, we should get a show like Living Single. Friends came around. Friends became a big hit. My thought on this is Fox, which aired Living Single, was not some station that you needed 18 antennas wrapped in tinfoil to get reception on. So if you wanted to watch Living Single, if people wanted to watch Living Single, like I did, I watched it. Love the show. It was really funny. And I don't think, unlike a lot of shows, it wore out its welcome. Um, it's funny. You know, I liked it. I like Friends, too. And I wasn't thinking, oh, my gosh, Friends is such a ripoff of Living Single. I mean, can you imagine a show about Friends coming together and doing stuff? I can't believe this show. What a ripoff. So that's that's kind of my thought on it. Like, you know... I think there's room for shows to coexist, especially on different networks. And if the majority of viewers decide we like this other show more than the show that came before it, is there a reason for outrage? I'll leave that up to you guys. Um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Like, really? Like, there, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you guys this, but there are some new network, I mean, neighborhoods in New York that don't have black people. <laughs> I know it's a shocker since you've never actually been, been, been to New York to actually make that. Like, and, and there are some parts in Manhattan that just don't have black people. I know. It's not. Everybody doesn't freaking live in Atlanta where there's a whole plethora of black people, okay? Like, get over yourselves. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, well, they were pitched the show. Yeah, but they didn't see it. And then they saw, I mean, like, they was like, oh, well, NBC didn't see They were pitched the idea of Friends of living single, but then they didn't want to take it. So then when they saw it work, they actually did friends. Like, yeah. Like, did, did you also see this show called growing pains? I know. It's like, it's, it's just like, that's kind of what happens. And guess what? I'm thinking everybody from living single ate very well. They weren't starving. It wasn't on for like six episodes and just couldn't find an audience because of friends. Those dastardly bastards. No, they, they did. Okay. So thank you. They didn't get a million dollars per episode like the Friends cast. Again, but they had the opportunity. I mean, hey, I mean, it's like, once again, all we want is a fighting chance. Put us on a level playing field. If we don't do it, well, hey, that's what it is. You know, look, Living Single was never going to be Friends. Number one, it's on Fox. NBC, Fox, that's still the case to this day. That's, Mm -hmm. That's not pretend. The biggest programs on Fox of all time are animated series, okay? Family Guy and Simpsons outweighs everything on that Fox has had in their their 30-year run, okay? Let's be real. They're the two longest-running shows that in cops on the network's history, in the network's history, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Look it. Friends was what it was. it, It was what it was supposed to be. As far as it being super diverse, I, my issue is always complaining about these sorts of things. It's like, look, if you get a flying DeLorean with a flux capacitor, you can go back and change whatever wrongs you felt you need to make right. <laughs> but they are what they are, dude. This is this is a show about young white singles growing, uh, coming of age or whatever, going through their ups and downs in New York City. The same way New uh, 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 Living Single was about 
young black singles coming of age and going through their ups and downs in New York City. What what about the diversity? So what are you really upset with? Like they didn't have very much diversity in Living Soul, and there just wasn't that much LGBT representation. I mean, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with these people? Look, it was the '90s in television. Not for nothing. If you were gay, you were still a stereotype. Exactly. If you were gay and on TV, you were still a stereotype. So Friends was a lot more progressive. I mean, I mean they had uh, Ross's wife marry a woman, and it was like, I mean, they made jokes, but it was a, a sitcom. married woman, right? I mean, they, that, that, that was a married woman with a child living in New York City with yeah. a successful career, just like a hey, dude. It's like, just shut up. If you go look at, I, I, I keep saying this, y'all. If you keep going to, to be offended, if you keep looking to be offended, you'll be or take offense any way you look. You'll you you'll you'll be offended by everything. It's once you stop being offended by things and just look at it the way it was, dude. Look at it the way it was. And, and you know being offended thing? by things that aren't offensive. You know the funny thing is the only the folks that actually get offended by the not having diversity on friends have probably never actually watched five episodes of Friends. Because Aisha Taylor was on there for I think a season and a half. Tyler, I think, but yeah. Tom, yes, yes, Ross's but, girlfriend. Yep. Uh, Gabrielle Union was on an episode with Joey and Ross trying to date her. Like, so don't mm-hmm. give me the whole they didn't have diversity crap. Like, oh, you're gonna say, oh, it's two. It's like that show but, probably had ten people on it in most in an episode. But also, it's about six yeah. white friends. <laughs> I mean. They do. Don't shoehorn diversity in the centers around the. When I see any show, any movie, any form of media that centers around the lives of white people, I don't expect them. I don't have an expectation that there's going to be a lot of diversity represented. Because I tell people this all the time when we have this conversational debate, rather. When you go out and you're hanging around town, wherever you are, D.C., uh, 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 L.A., Atlanta, New York City, wherever, Chicago, wherever, you will see a couple of friends groups that look like the United Colors of Benetton ad, but more times they look like each other. It's the world we live in, even in 2020. This is the world we live in. When we go out, wife and I, sometimes, you know, in the city and abroad, and abroad we see groups of white friends hanging out. It doesn't mean that they're racist. It just means that, hey, our friends tonight are white. You know, these are the people we hang out with most of your party. Exactly, because you have most of, most of your stuff in common with them. And the show is just focusing on six white people. And I just, I don't know, I never really understood that whole situation, why people got so upset about it. And then, well, like, hey... You know, stole everything from living single. And I just feel like living single had the same opportunity. I mean, geez, Fox is all about printing in white shows. I mean, white shows, black shows. They had Martin, New York Undercover. I mean, you, they were basically set up to focus on black, you know, shows, appeal to black net or black viewers. Living, living I'm sorry, Martin. Uh, we had uh, Living Color. It's like, so no, I mean, like, Fox is it's like, Fox, was, if you wanted diversity, you actually went to Fox. Like, that was the way you saw it. You were, if, if you, they, 
Fox, you couldn't say, oh, we didn't, there wasn't any diversity on at that time in the 90s. It's like, it's just done, it doesn't compute. So trying Sorry, to act, yeah, tr- trying to, for... yeah, trying to like look at the, like everything is a pr- prism of today is just stupid. And like Javon says, it's like, if you want to find just getting, you know, if you want to grievance on everything that happened 30 years ago, when you, you when when there's actual stuff you could do right now, take care. That, just shut up. It's like, hey, what are you doing about diversity now? It's like, hey, are you watching the next black show? Well, you know, right. they don't have any quality shows on. Oh, but you watch Tyler Perry, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, shut up, then. Shut your, shut your stupid mouth. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I don't have a horse in the race on that one. I like both shows, like I said. Friends just ended up lasting longer because apparently Fox wasn't happy with the living single ratings. Now, if they wanted to make a living single remake, that would be fine. I'd watch that show. If they just wanted to bring back the old cast, I'd watch that show. Um, but, I don't know, the terrain fire on Swimmer for going, you know, if we decided to reboot Friends, maybe we just focus on a different audience. Well, I don't, don't Jeff, understand here, the point. Here's some of this. And I think, like, was it an Erica Alexander kind of chimed in? There was actually, like, recent talk about rebooting Living Single. It's like, because the, all, of those, all of those cats probably, they could do it. It's like, what's to stop them? So it's like, maybe it just kind of got hyped up a little more this time. Because it's like, oh, one of the cast members of Living Single. Like, yeah, but there's an invested interest in this. They, they're, they're trying to get a current job. This why they're trying to hype this up. So. But you know, Queen Latifah doesn't really talk too much about friends. You also know how Queen Latifah's bank account is? Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on here. Because um, I just, you know, I always think it's funny. Linda Hamilton spoke out today, said um, she probably won't be back as Sarah Connor if they decide to make a new Terminator film. Terminator Dark Fate. Met its fate at the box office, grossing a total worldwide of $261 million. Yikes. Um, and she, in this interview, she said, I would really appreciate maybe a smaller version where so many millions are not at stake. Today's audience is just so unpredictable. And I guess that's true for a series that kind of had its best film in 92. You can't really expect the audience to be like, yes, I'm ready for a new installment of The Terminator. And, I mean, people are complaining, I used to make remakes. They just make remakes and people don't care. But Bad Boys for Life is making over $100 million in its second weekend. Clearly, for certain films, there is an audience. And people do care. It's just people didn't care about your movie. What do you fellas think? James, please go first because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, I, if you, I, I mean, that there was very predictable that Terminator had met its fate long ago. It, it was like you, you couldn't, it's like salvation kind of was like the end of it. It was like, hey, this isn't catching on like it used to. We, it's not because of Arnold. It's just we don't have any more story. If we're going to tell, tell the story, there's no reason to reboot it. It's done. Like most of the success was based on big old Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Turner, Terminator. 
And once you had Robert Patrick do everything these other new Terminators could do, because that was super creative, that was it. I mean, it, it was just like you, you dark. I mean, uh, Rise of the Machines basically is like, yeah, that's the best way you can end this, or you kind of come up with the world of Sarah. I mean, you know, John Connor, but Linda Hamilton's character was gone. I mean, it's like you couldn't say, oh, we bring her back. It's like, hate to say this, but her storyline's over. I mean, it's like she was a real kicktail lady in uh, Terminator 2, but her story's over. I mean, like they, the guys in Terminator 3 wrote her out. It, it's done. It's like you can't, oh, we're going to reboot this. Oh, and then we're going to try and make sense. Like nobody has time for that. It's like, wait, so your story actually like you decided to scrap it and then you want me to come back in? Acting like, just, I mean, just like we talk about Star Wars. You're doing a bunch of fan fiction because you guys now got the original actors. I'm good. I don't need to waste time on this. And then when you hear your friends like, oh, yeah, it was a turd, you're like, I feel very vindicated that I didn't sit through this two-hour turd. Like, I could have, I mean, I would have been on my phone half the time. So, yeah. It's like, say, <laughs> Terminator's done. Go bye-bye. <laughs> uh I just keep getting hung up on the fact that didn't Linda Hamilton's character Sarah Connor die in one of these movies? And part like, three, look. I mean, they didn't, she didn't make it to part three. It was like, my mom died, you know, okay, while we're in Mexico. Okay. It's like, yeah. It's like, Jace, if I make such a mess, let's say if you made, alright, Jace, let's say this. You're an you, you you design cars, right? Or the you, Matrix you make cars. Or the Matrix Four. <laughs> but let, let let's just say you, you make cars, right? And you give us possibly one of the finest automobiles made in a generation, right? And then I come along and I think I'm gonna make I'm going to build on top of this, and I'm going to make an even better car than ever before than what they can make. And you remember the car that Homer's brother, Unky Herb, <laughs> Herb made at Homer's suggestion? Remember that? Yes. <laughs> and I rolled that out. And, of course, it becomes such a laughing stock and a disaster. Uh, 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 give me a second or third chance to, to screw this up even again. Why would I be upset about that? Why should you be upset about it? Look, I can see if the movie was actually good, but anybody who saw it will say the same thing. It wasn't a good movie. It, the, the thing about the Terminator series, the last three movies have just tried to cash in on nostalgia. They're not progressing the story. They're not telling a different story. They're just cashing in on, on remember this? Remember this Arnold Schwarzenegger? Here's seven-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was really interesting. This is, is a show. This is a... Dude, that was a franchise that could not go any further after the second one. I mean, the, I like the third one. thought it was fun. But, man... They handled every technological advancement they could with liquid metal. I mean, it was like, oh, shoot, that's a wrap. And then it's like, well, this Terminator can look like a human. Um, so do Arnold Schwarzenegger in the very first But it's, but it's a girl, though. I mean, I like that one because it was... I mean, it, it, I, no, no, I, look, I, don't, I don't dislike Rise of the Machine. <laughs> this Terminator has boobs. Well, but, here's yeah. the, but here's the other thing. There was, they didn't... I mean, I think I just like started watching Rise of the Machine. 
they didn't actually explain how like anything happens. Like all the stuff of Cyberdyne was really kind of destroyed when they lost the Terminator. But that, that one was one to just have a little fun, enjoy it for what it is. But then they were like, let's keep making Terminator films. And that's when they got in trouble. Again, like Salvation, as I always say, Salvation should have been the jump off point for them to go into a future world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, we're going to reboot it and have, because we get uh, Khaleesi, we're going to have it so she's the one. It's like, come on, gosh. Nah, man. Like, it's just, it's just like, who in the writing room says, you know what? We need to reboot Terminator and we're going to have Linda Hamilton try and save Kyle Reese, who Kyle Reese has to jump from the future to make John. It's like, nah, man, you lost it. Like, you're done. There's no way to do the story. Just stop. Yeah. Well, we could just not do these anymore. How about that? (laughs) Or if you're going to do them, you know what? I think they should, the route they should have taken if they're going to continue this is to, to, for offshot Terminator that maybe would have made sense. We tried to kill we tried to kill Sarah Connor. It didn't work. Hey. Guys, I sneezed. Um, we tried to kill uh, Sarah Connor. It didn't work. We tried to kill John Connor. That, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we went back and tried to kill Sarah Connor's mother. Maybe. But they would have no chance in heck of winning that war. But you, mean, you do give a better idea. I mean, honestly, because you, you give a, a, a more, I mean, it's like it would have been based in the 60s. How about instead of not trying yeah. to go back in time, they just wipe out the remaining humans? I don't understand this convoluted. Let's keep going back in time. Just kill the dudes <laughs> that are here. I mean, it's like, all right, 100, maybe 100,000 humans. Let's just kill them. Good point. Why don't we just make some nukes and kill them? We know where they are. Yeah. I mean, like they don't have the technology that we are. Yes. I mean, Here's a drone. Drop the drone on these humans in their base. Game over. Well, then we can't we can't send the naked guy back in time, Jeff. Dude. That <laughs> that's that's really what this center. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just, this is I, one. Just, this is one goose that's laid its last egg, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's a wrap, and they just keep going. Speaking of things that should have been wrapped, maybe even before I got to witness the awesomeness that was Jet Li kicking two old fogies around, is the Weapon franchise. Apparently, we're gonna get Lethal Weapon five. Why? Huh? Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are coming back for a new installment. Where both of them are literally too old for this stuff. What is your level of interest slash investment in this? Javon is overcome with laughter. Jace, what, what do you got? I've got far behind. <laughs> what? Like, dating Glover, I'm sorry, I don't think he can run a block. Like, <laughs> no, like, Mel Gibson, like, Mel Gibson was cool in the Expendables 3. Like, I think that's the last role of him. Like, Mel Gibson is the villain now. Like, just, just stop yeah, it. He's like, the real-life villain. Yeah, it's like, just, this is not the way to go. Like, it, it I mean, I guess, I mean, my thing is, like, again, with these, when he's, like, when these, when these guys are pitched, this is like, who's the target audience here? Do they have disposable income? Are they still alive? <laughs> Mel Gibson is 64 years old. 
So that means here's the people who wanted to see a young, strapping Mel Gibson try and bang the latest Hollywood starlet are in their 70s, 80s. Danny Glover is 73 years old. These guys literally would have been written off and assigned a desk job or done having their gold watch, having their retirement party. What's going to bring these guys back? It's like, I'm sorry. It's like, the guy, like, you saw Bad Boys 3? That was like, yeah, it's almost time for us. This one is gone. There's nobody who's going to watch this. I don't understand why you, why do you pay these guys money? It's like, you can't even make a scenario where, oh, they're going to pass the torch. So what? There's no torch needed. It's over. Call it right. This is not the Olympics. Like, this is not the Olympic fire that just can't go up. It's done. Let it die. Javon, what you got, man? If I didn't want to, if I didn't want to see 50-year-old Martin and Bill Smith, the, the, the polish, these movies just lose their luster after a while. Not for nothing. The last Lethal Weapon came out 20-some years, what, 21 years, two years ago now. Do you really want to see that? And they were old then. Yeah. Chris Rock they, was the young guy. That's a problem. Yeah. Is your your belief in suspension of your suspension of disbelief, your belief that Mel Gibson could whoop somebody's ass and then Danny Glover along before the ride too. At this stage, I could mean Mel Gibson out of his lunch. I don't want to watch that movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Uh, and, and here's to we're going to introduce some new young characters to pass the test to. I don't care because you did that before. I still don't care. This hasn't been a viable franchise since 1993. It's it's over. It's over. Over, Prime. I've already gone with mine. Do you fellas have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Uh, Jeff, can I give my Dummy of the Week? The one we talked about last night? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Thank All right. You. So, my dummy of the week is whoever it, my dummy of the week is the CW network or whoever your local WB slash UPN or whatever the heck it is, whoever aired, whatever station aired the series finale of Arrow because some idiot in the last five minutes of the show where there was dialogue going on, where they were big about to wrap up the big elicity, oh, what's going to happen to their them in their afterlife dream, decided to minimize the screen and put a commercial for Blackish in. And I'm literally was like, wait, did I just press a button and go to another channel? I'm like, did I do some stupid picture-in-picture stuff or something and just lost my mind? But no, it actually literally, like, they minimized the dialogue, the picture where... Arrow, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Arrow, I mean, Oliver and Felicity are doing whatever the heck they're doing. And I see a blackish commercial name, two minutes, like a minute, 30 seconds later, they're actually back up and talking. It's like, so you guys decided to ruin the series finale for a commercial for a show that you guys show on repeats. Great job. I mean, just. Phenomenal. Wait, this is what for the series finale? The series, series finale. finale. And it's not five minutes. It was like the last two minutes where they built up this whole thing from the end of last season. The 
last year's season finale. And then they were paying it off finally in the last one minute of the show. And it's like, okay, this is a big moment. What is this going to do here for the state of this show? And then tune in to Blackish <laughs> on CW. Like, what? I mean, so the dialogue is muted out because we need to get this ad for a syndication for a show we have on syndication. Yeah. And, and then, it literally, it, it, there was no, it was like, so are you guys not going to show another Blackish commercial after this? No, we're going to show another. It's like after when it actually goes to credits, you're like, are you freaking kidding me? It, it was so just like somebody dropped the ball, was drunk when they pressed the commercial button. I don't know. But I, I I was half expecting like half the people like, did they really do that during Arrow's finale? Like, I have no idea what I just saw. So that was 100% hey, my dummy of the week. I regard CW as local theater. Like local <laughs> dinner theater, man. The production values are very low. So don't be shocked. Hey, you look, that was a although egregious, I, I, I kind of respect that. I wasn't even shocked. I mean, it, it sounds terrible. And they got to pay the bills. Man, was like, can you wait 30 seconds? It's like, we literally will come back to this show. I mean, we've, like, we're pretty much invested in this network because of this, like, Arrowverse. So we've seen a couple blackish commercials. You can wait 30 more freaking seconds. Before you have to pay this bill, like double up on the commercial. You could have put it that commercial in the last segment and no one would have cared. But you decided, oh, yeah, I know this seems like important dialogue, but y'all okay with this, right? Y'all, y'all understand what happens, right? Oh, well, they don't. Oh, shoot. Well, sucks to be now. So I still, I, I, I had to actually go online to figure out what they actually said. I'm like, oh, that's what was going on. That would have been interesting. I still would have judged it, but, you know. Can you? Can you imagine if the Cheers series now, when it's just Sam standing at the bar, giving yeah. the last few words? That is exactly how it was. By, on an all-new wings. All no, new at least wings. that would have been an all-new wings. This was like, hey, it would have been like, tune in for the next episode of, for check out this episode of Laverne and Shirley. What? Of Maud. <laughs> what are you doing? It's the worst, man. I really think I called Jeff like two seconds after the show was over. I'm like, Jeff, he's like, hey, I got six more minutes. And I'm like, okay, maybe he can tell me what I just saw. Because maybe I just did something stupid. And then like, we started talking about the show. And he's like, man, did you see? I'm like, it wasn't just me. These guys are freaking morons. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, would you like to? Hey, I think Ross. Might have gotten off this. Might have gotten off the plane, but I'm not sure because they had to advertise something else. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Like, it's like I'm sure somebody will download it eventually. It's like, yes. Gosh, you just have to buy that DVD. Oh no, it's it's coming on Netflix on uh, February 9th, so I'm gonna have to go on wow. February 9th to actually go and watch the last five minutes of the show. Yeah. All right, well that'll do it for us on this episode because there's so much stuff to talk about. So, fellas, thank y'all as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files. Has been filed.